The Anton Savage Show on News Talk. We're kickstarting the weekend with the one and only Des Cahill. Good morning, Des. Morning, Anton. How are you? I'm very good. How are you? I'm good. I'm not as lively as you are. I was out last night. <laughs> <laughs> Anywhere special? Was it good? It was very good. It was no, it wasn't. But it was in a restaurant in Bray. Oh, very nice. Yes. And yeah. we small hours, or were you relatively well behaved, or should I stop well, asking these questions? Well, early hours. <laughs> but I was up at half, I was in work at half five yesterday morning. That catches up in you at one o'clock the next morning. It does. The half five start is a terrible, yeah. terrible thing. It sure is. I hate it. On the subject of you and, and um, work schedules, have you ever had a weekend in the last 40 years? Because weekend for you is prime working, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, get, I, I do get the occasional weekend, but not many, um, because I do the Saturday afternoon sports programme and I was doing the Sunday game, which was Sunday night, but obviously you're there all day. Uh, but I'm now doing the Sunday afternoon programme. So I'm doing Saturday afternoon <coughs> based in the studio in Dublin and then Sunday I do it from a from a match venue. I've only just started doing that in the last four or five weeks. So I've done it from Armagh, Cork, Galway. I've really enjoyed it because when you're in the studio for as many years as I was, it becomes sterile. You don't go to a match at all because all the matches are coming in. Now, a lot of people say that must be fantastic. You have screens all over the wall and there are different matches coming in live. But you miss the actual, like, Going to Galway last week, even just walking along to go into the ground and the f- people slagging, you know, it's just the interaction with people, and uh, and then the match and you meet some of the managers or players after it or whatever, and it's it's back to if you're a sports lover, it's being at the matches. You can't beat being there. It's funny. I remember that there was years ago hearing the story of Murray Walker and James Hunt were covering the South African Grand Prix and because of the tensions in South Africa, they were doing it from the BBC in London, but they were faking that they were in South Africa. And Murray had done a long extended piece about the tensions in the area and yada, yada, yada. And James yeah. Hunt, being inattentive, said, yeah, I tell you what, Murray, I'm glad we're not there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, as soon as you started to say, I could see something going wrong. With, yeah, we, yeah, sometimes we, it's called off-tube commentary and, and, and we would do that sometimes. Because I would have thought there's a great advantage to the, particularly with modern camera capacity, you must be able to see things from the cameras that you can't see from being up in the stands even with the best will in the world. Oh, you mean the monitor in front yeah. of you? Yeah, totally. All commentators rely on a monitor but um, but m- most commentators hate doing off-tube as it's called uh, which which for the broadcaster has several advantages. A, the commentator is available to you again straight after the match or the race or the fight or whatever they're commentating on. B, you're saving hugely on cost in, in them travelling to these events. So during COVID, obviously, off-tube commentaries became almost the norm worldwide. And subsequently, and, and now companies are conscious of, of their green input as well and flying people around the world, etc. So there are all of these elements coming into sports commentary. But the commentators themselves want to be there for possibly part of what I talked about, the atmosphere, the feel of it. Also, you might meet somebody and in depending on what the sport is, say in a football match, if the match gets stopped, now obviously this would only happen occasionally, but the cameras the cameras now do not go on protesters because they don't want to give publicity to the whatever the cause might be or whatever. So, um, so you could be doing an off-tube commentary and you actually don't know what's happened. Oh, I never thought about that. You don't get a feed of the protest, so you can't even explain yeah, to people why no. we're staring at a wall. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's it. So that that's that would be the one of the main disadvantages. 
You mentioned that one of the advantages that you get when you're there at the grounds is that you, you get the slagging. What's the common slagging that you get? <laughs> uh, <laughs> do you know what? It's, it's, it's actually not bad at all. It's, 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 kind of, it's warm. You know, if you look at me, I'm harmless out of walking past everyone. And, but it'd be warm. But it'd be constant. But um, I did get on a plane. Younger people wouldn't remember, but 25 years ago, I, I had a very healthy, strong anti-Manchester United campaign going with Ian Dempsey called ABU, anyone but, but United. And so whenever Manchester United would lose a game, which wasn't often, uh, we would play zippity doo da <laughs> the next morning on the radio. It had a huge following, this ABU thing. We sold sweatshirts and everything. But um, I remember getting on a plane in for the 99 European Cup final. That's the one where Manchester United scored twice in added time to beat Bayern Munich 2-1. And it was a jumbo jet from Dublin going to Barcelona for the final. And... I got on that plane and what, how many on a jumbo jet? 500 or? Yeah, had a push, yeah. And uh, so I get on and the whole plane, they're all Man United fans, start singing, which rhymes with banker. Des, 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 <laughs> his, the whole plane, the two, two lads I was with were horrified, ter- terrified maybe. So that's the one that sends out how, most. How long did they keep it up for? Too long. <laughs> uh, too long. No, it was, it was funny. It's funny when you look back on it. I mentioned uh, at the start that you are now the nexus of uh, sport and Irish because you're you're taking both the professional and personal interest in Irish. You are bringing up a Gaelgore and you're exploring your own relationship with the language. Well, bringing up a Gaelgore, I'm, 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 I'm not bringing up my daughter. I'm my daughter is going to. Um, nurture her little fella through Irish and I'm kind of nudging that and saying see she is finished now I'm doing that little bit bits of stuff but uh, I yeah I was I've taken part in the program on RT about the uh, going back to the Gaeltic people going back to the Gaeltic and there are five of us with different levels of Irish and I would have had the strongest and the best Irish uh, but I'm I'm out of school well over 40 years now so I don't speak Irish. I'm not in a circle or with people. My friends don't have Irish, and so I don't speak Irish anywhere. And even in RTE, until now, I think they're all surprised in RTE. Uh, I, so I don't get opportunities to speak Irish, I suppose, Anton, in, 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 in RTE. In fact, there are a couple of programs where there would be a bit of Irish spoken, but I was on with Grania or whoever, and they would do the Irish. So I, so I, I went to a secondary school through Irish, so I had Irish going to the Gwaeltacht. I just hadn't spoken it in so long. And I did blossom and bloom in the Gwaeltacht with being immersed in the language again. It just shows you it doesn't take long to re-establish a language. Well, that's what I was wondering about because where you described that thing of the, the, the people who, who have the Irish, I was down with uh, Dahi O'Shea and Moore Duran on yeah. the Today Show and there was a thing relating to Shatton de Gelga and one of the people who was there was Moncon McGann, of course, he's a, a Gaelgore as well. And of course, the conversation just swapped from English to Irish. By God, it's, you learn very quick how rusty you are. You do. And it's, I, I have an issue with, I mean, Dahi and Moore are great. They're, I was talking to a Gaelgore last night, actually, there is such a thing, in my view, as a kind of Gaelgore snob. <laughs> Seriously, like, uh, d- d- who do untold damage to the language, 
who speak Irish, you know, supposing if I'm if I met one now and he started speaking Irish to me and you wandered over and he ma- he maintains the Irish and he doesn't stop speaking Irish cause knowing you don't speak Irish. I think that's so rude. I hate that. And that puts me off. But I do think all of a sudden there's a debate out there about our language and the Paul Meskel thing, like I find it incredible that such a small gesture by Paul Meskel has generated such interest. You know when he when he spoke in Irish at the Baftas, it was only like one answer, wasn't it? And uh, and everyone carried on the conversation about it. Like Amanda Brunker is with us in the Gaeltacht, and uh, and she she's really interesting that she said she hasn't a word of Irish. Now she said to me initially. I didn't need to have. I was Miss Ireland when I was seventeen, but, <laughs> but but she says on the program that she's embarrassed now. But she grew up in her social circle, in thinking Irish is a completely dead language. Why would I need to speak it? Nobody spoke Irish in her circle. No, but it's funny that's changing. I mean, I was on a I was on a train about two months ago, and there was a, a woman, probably in her late sixties, early seventies, happened to be. I don't think they were related to each other. I think they just happened to be sitting yeah. beside each other with a, a man in his, his mid twenties. And for the entire two hours of the train journey, they spoke entirely in Irish, and it wasn't an artifice. It was just yeah, yeah. they both happened to be native speakers, and chatted away. You mentioned Amanda Brunker. This is yourself, Amanda Brunker, and Fred Cook for uh, Relty in the Celtic the Tuesday yeah. night, seven pm on RT One, yeah. and RT Player. That's is that South Donegal? Is that where it is? It's very West Donegal. And and funny, I through the GA, I know nearly every part of Ireland. You know, I would say I do. And I'm married to a Donegal woman, but she's South Donegal. And Donegal is a massive county for people who don't know it. But anyway, it's very way out West, uh, ran a fast. Uh, and I loved it. We had two others there as well. Ushin Mullen, the Mayo footballer who's just gone to Aussie Rules, the most handsome looking man in Ireland. It's ridiculous <laughs> how good looking that fella is. And Lauren Whelan, so who whom I didn't know, a TikTok, you know, I was told Lauren Whelan is a TikTok sensation. I went, right, yeah, I've heard all of this. So Lauren Whelan is this massive figure. She's only 20, she's from Carlo. She has Irish as well. So we'd be in pubs in Donegal. Now, yeah, all the outlads that would know me, rural, bear in mind, this is rural Donegal. It's not like going into a pub in Dublin. But the youngsters would all be, there'd be a pool table. Sure, there's nowhere else for young people to go, you know what I mean? And they'd all be gathered over by the pool table. Every one of them knew Lauren Whelan the minute she walked in. I, I was blown away by it. They all knew her. And not only did they know her, they really liked her. You could tell they really liked her. So she has close to two million followers. I was going, yeah, sure. You know. But I didn't realise, they're nearly all in the UK and America, makeup. It's amazing, isn't it? Unreal. Amazing the way that she works nowadays. She was going to Madrid for Rimmel the weekend after she was going to, she's huge. And uh, it was just a real interesting mix of people. If you want to see it, it is uh, on Tuesday nights, 7pm on RTE 1. And of course, you can catch up on all of it on the uh, RTE player, uh, player. Des, Gurmila Mahogat. Anton, Gurmila Mahogat. Sloan. Okay. <laughs> The Anton Savage Show, Saturday morning at 9 on News Talk.